Welcome, everyone, to For the Record episode number 85. This is going up on Friday, April 14th. If you're uh, hearing, by this point, if you're hearing this now, I am en route to a long-needed vacation. So, um, we'll be back next week, but I am just doing a quick little recording of this on my phone. Uh, Today's episode was sponsored by the lovely and awesome Audible.com. To sign up for a free trial and a free audiobook, visit audibletrial.com slash shamelesspromo. Once again, audibletrial.com slash shamelesspromo. This episode was with the lovely Bryn Black. Um, I had never had a country singer on the show before, and it was super awesome. I, I really I ha- don't have anything against country music. I, I never had anything like that. It just never worked out in terms of trying to get someone on the show and the stars aligned and uh she was so lovely we had a about like a half hour phone conversation just about some of her new music she's got um a lot of great stuff coming up she released a really personal music video for a song called daddy's medicine which was about um growing up with um a father who is an alcoholic and it was it, it was it was a fascinating story to talk with her and hear about how the song came about and the, the story behind it and just it, it was it was a lovely conversation and um i love these i love these where i can just kind of explore a songwriter's mind kind of get in and understand what like where they came from their process a little bit it's always really fun to talk about stuff even if it is in a more serious about a more serious subject so all right once again this is episode 85 with the lovely Bryn Black enjoy How are you? I'm good. Wonderful. All right. Uh, one quick se- Oh, that's why. I couldn't hear myself for a quick second, so that's better. Volume wasn't turned up. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm happy to be in California. Awesome. Um. Oh, so you're out in California? Yeah. I got in yesterday. Oh, sweet. Uh, w- uh, Northern or Southern California? I'm in um, L.A. Watching right now, I'm in Florida Ranch, but, um, but I'm staying in L.A. Oh, for sure. Uh, what brings you out here? I mean, it's I mean, as a musician, there's a lot to bring people out to <laughs> Southern California. Um, yeah. But, um, like, uh, are you songwriting? Or are you doing press? Yeah, or? so I'm working on a few new songs in the studio, and then I'm writing um, when I'm not doing that. So Nice. Yeah. Very so, good. But I, don't, I started coming out here, like, last year, and... I don't know. I just love the creative energy out here. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I um I read you're from Nashville. I mean, that's got to be 
I it, it's weird. I, I know that some people that are out here and like different songwriters that I've met, they all talk about wanting to go there. And then there's some people that, um, such as yourself, that are f- from within that area. And then everybody's like, no, I want to come out to LA and I want to see the energy that's I know, out here. It's so funny. Like, yeah. Actually, that kind of helped me get in the door a little bit when I first started coming out here. They were like, um, you know, I, I found it so easy to get co writes. And I was surprised. All I had to do it there from Nashville, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, you must be good. I'm like, well, thanks, but what if I'm not? <laughs> you know? Well, um, there's a very creative out there. I mean, there's a very creative environment, and just, I mean, I mean it's it's a town that is, I mean, I don't know, I don't have to tell you, but, like, it's, it's, it's filled with songwriters and people that just want to play and just want to, and just... Yeah, no, it definitely yeah. is, and I think we're really... Um, like people in Nashville are really focused on like the craft of the song, yeah. Instead of like you know all the other stuff with it, I think that's what is such a cool mixture of like LA and here is that you really get that fun like hooky production stuff. Like you know, just the ear people have great ears out here, mm-hmm. um, and I think outside the box and like you know production ways and melodically, and so um, it's really cool to have that mixed with like. Emma, she's really focused on, like, crafting a song well, you know? Yeah, um, definitely. And so, yeah, they're starting to do a lot more, like, you know, where they do, like, breaking a lot of like, producers and stuff from LA to Nashville, and I think vice versa. Um, but I don't know, I love just, like, the weather out here and the mountains with the ocean thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm originally from the East Coast, so... Uh, I really miss having the ocean that close. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's really nice. And I found that, like, everyone out here um, has been so nice. And I think it helps, like, when you know at least one person. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Where I can see how, you know, some people have said that when they moved to L.A. that it was hard for them to make friends and they were really lonely. And um, it, it was kind of like I knew like one or two really good people that are like good humans and then they connect me with other good humans so um i feel like really grateful for that you know and um because I, I can see how it's so big where it could get like really lonely and you're kind of like what do i do with my life right yeah. now <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's it, it's a it's basic la is basically it's a giant cluster of cities that are all that all make up one area that is known as Los Angeles, but there's like a thousand different little subsets and places in it, but there's all different creative people. And if you don't, and, and kind of like you said, if you go there and you don't know someone, it can be really freaking lonely because you don't, because everybody's already kind of got their groups and their different things. But if you have that, if you have one person or two people that can introduce you, then it, you kind of, you go into this world and you see uh, just kind of how, it seems really big, and then you go into it, and you see kind of how how close it really is. Yeah, it's, it's really really neat, and so, I don't know. I'm gonna try to come out here as much as possible, and um, you know, just kind of soak that in. And um, you know, obviously, because I do country music, that like I have to be in Nashville to, to yeah. do that for the most part. But um, but yeah, I just think it's good. I've been in Nashville a long time, and so I think it's good to get out of your comfort zone and just kind of yeah. switch it up every once in a while. Well, well being from Nashville and, and, and writing as a country artist, when you come to a place like LA um, and you're writing with 
uh, musicians that are within a different uh, do, do you strive to work with artists that are within different genres or you, do you look for I guess what do you look for when you're looking for someone to collaborate with when kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and coming to a different I guess a different area of songwriters I mean I found that like I mean I'm really good about and this is what Nashville I think is really good at is like we co-write so much like it's like an everyday thing that like you're used to kind of being a chameleon and like tailoring like the time that you're there with um you know, to those people, I guess, and kind of working around them. But, I mean, when I come out here, especially this trip, I'm, like, really hyper-focused on, like, what I'm doing and, like, coming out of it with music that, like, I can put on my record. So the first couple times, though, I was, like, I was writing top-line stuff, which that was fun because I think, like, especially with songwriting, it's kind of like a muscle part of your brain yeah. you have to work. And so to, to do stuff that's, that you're not used to is really important um so the top line thing was new to me but it was so fun like to not have to think as much about it um you know it was really cool and but, i mean through that process though i found like one of um the producers i'm working with this week and like he was the first person out here that i wrote with that was like let's just get an acoustic guitar out and let's not like build a track i was like oh cool yeah i can do that <laughs> you know um and so but this time we're, you know, kind of building the track with the song, too. Um, so, it's been, it's, I really have enjoyed it, and I've taken a lot of that, like, back to Nashville with me, and have applied it, like, in my right sphere, and, and uh, I've really started seeking out people that write like that, because I found that, like, I tend to write better in that kind of environment, where you can come out of the song, like, not just with, like, an iPhone guitar vocal work tape, but with you know, kind of a rough version of what you think the song will be when it's, like, recorded on radio. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, that, it's... It, it's, it's fascinating to me to hear just about the different ways that people can come up with a song, because in the end, everyone's trying to do you have the same goal which is to make a great song yet some people just want to start with an acoustic guitar other people want to lay out the track in a computer and on or on a tape deck or whatever it is it's just it's it's all fascinating to me <laughs> oh totally yeah and ironically like my um my friend nick who he was my first la co-write and it was a last minute thing like one of the girls that i knew that i actually met in nashville like 10 years ago and it moved out here I called her when I was coming out here, and she's like, oh, well, you know, do you want to drop on some of my rights this week or whatever? And so, um, like, the day I landed, she's like, hey, we're writing at 7 o'clock tonight. And, like, 7 o'clock, you know, that's, like, 9 o'clock national time. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I just went on the East Coast, so it was, like, 10 o'clock national, or, like, my time. And so I was, like, really tired, but um, she's like, no, you'll love him, and it's, it's great, and he's an amazing producer, so... I was like, whatever, went in Rome, so I got myself like Starbucks and uh, went and did it. And we wrote this like Rihanna-ish kind of song. Like, you know, we kind of went through his tracks and picked out one of them. And it was super fun. And uh, Nick and I just like struck up a really good friendship. And then he called me a few months later and was like, hey, I'm in Nashville for a day. And I've never been here. And um, he was like, I was, my girlfriend came here for work for a day. And I just decided to come. And you're the only person I know. Um, so I went and like showed him around Nashville and then he's like, I want to write a song while I'm here, like with a guitar. So we sat on my rooftop and wrote a song in like 30 minutes. And so, and I love it. Like it's, it's like perfect for me. He's like, I want to write a girl country song. Like 
that's like big and anthemic and um and so we're recording that here now <laughs> nice that's awesome <laughs> yeah so that's perfect yeah, I mean, is this a song that is this a song that you're planning for the for the album itself or for because I, yeah, I, I, I yeah. hope so. Um, I mean, really, we just have a good quick workshop of it, and so you know, I I love this song, and I you know, I just I don't know how the production's going to turn out. Just, so, I mean, knowing him, it's going to be amazing. I just um, I want to make sure that it matches like some of the other stuff, and I'm sure it will, but. Um, but I mean, I love it, and and everybody that has heard it is like, oh my god, it's so fun, and um, it's it's different, but it's it's like sassy and fun, and I, I love it. But we'll see. Definitely. Well, um, I because I didn't know if it was um, I uh, hadn't clarified, but I wasn't sure if it was uh, an album or if it was an EP because it just in the like in the materials that um dia had sent over to me it just said that it was a project so i'm i and i, and I never know what oh, to yeah, say yeah i mean <laughs> i would love to make a full-length album like i think probably would be an ep i don't know i already have four songs that i think could be contend four five um that would probably have to like remix and master to make sure they all you know kind yeah. of sound like the same project three of them were the same project um and one of them was from out here, and um, then I'm cutting two more, and it will three this week. So, I mean, who knows? By the time I get done, I might have a flop. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're just kind of taking it, like, song by song, and we want to put out, like, two more singles this year, and then hopefully have the project be, like, ready by the end of the year. And, um, yeah, I just, I really, with this, this batch of songs and, like, kind of my new mantra is just kind of going with like creativity and see where it leads me and um I think my whole life I've tried or at least my career I've tried to kind of micromanage it in a way and predict the future and it, it kind of hindered my creativity and so this time I was like I just want to love the songs and love the production and whatever it's supposed to be it'll be you know yeah. Know, super hippie, but <laughs> No, no, you're all good. I no, you I mean you you kind of you have to go with it because there is no there's no way to predict what is going to happen and it, it's it's it as crappy as that can be. It can sometimes with with an area of creativity it can play to your advantage. I as I mean as I've learned as time has gone on. So, um no, I completely agree oh, where you're coming sure. from. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know. I like I had this like kind of epiphany or whatever. Um I, like about a year ago and I realized that you know as creators and especially as like artists like we're literally in the business of like selling our souls and I know a lot of people yeah. say that and <laughs> you know they feel like sellouts or whatever but literally we're asking somebody to pay 99 cents or $1.29 or a concert ticket or whatever for our souls but we I think for a long time I didn't make my soul like available for people and so, and I was just writing whatever I thought they wanted to hear. And so I was like, you know, I have to make it available for people uh, to buy. Uh, and if I want to actually be fulfilled and like, you know, I think when you're authentic, people respond to that. And oh, yeah. I'm a very authentic person and uh, I just want that to like show up in my music, you know? Definitely. Uh, yeah. If you're authentic, then you, then, then people and the right people will will see that and they'll latch on to it. Like, I, I think that yeah. that's the one thing I've definitely seen um, over the years, no matter what. 
Absolutely. Um, and yeah, exactly. And the people that are that surround you are are just as important to um, to the. They're excuse me. They're just as important as the songwriters and the people or the co-writers or people that are working with you, like the the PR oh, management, 100%, all of that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like you know, as a like I tell people all the time, like I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> and I think like we all are. I think in order to like really put yourself out there and. You know, as a creative entrepreneur of sorts or an artist, like, you have to kind of be a perfectionist because you have to want it that bad. But it can also be, like, really hindering. But, um, but yeah, like, as that kind of person, I I just said, you know, I want to surround myself with people that I'm, like, super fans of and what they do because that'll allow me, like, to trust that, like, my stuff with them. So... I think everybody on my team thus far, and it's a small team, but um, I'm super fans of what they do. I mean, down to, like, the stylist and the makeup artist, like, I literally just, I mean, I let my stylist come in and just do whatever she wanted to in my closet, and she took a car full of clothes out of my closet, and that was a big step for me. Because she was like, this isn't you anymore. These are all the old versions of you. and. You don't need high school Brendan here anymore, you know. <laughs> um, but but yeah, and it was so fun, and you know, so it's just having those kind of people up that I just literally would. I'm just like I can't believe that these super talented people are working with me. For sure. Um, I mean, with a song like um, and with a track, kind of going back to something that you said earlier about. Um, I guess authenticity and and songwriting and hoping that people see through that. I mean, listening to the song "Daddy's Medicine," I mean, I heard that instantaneously through the track. I oh, mean, as the, as as it went through the chorus, like I could just with the video itself and with the song itself, you could really. I, I mean, there there was not only authenticity, but there was vulnerability that I, I could just absolutely feel after only a few seconds into the song. And I, given that this was kind of the first single, and it deals with a heavier topic, I mean. With this EP, yeah, who does that? yeah. Uh, with with <laughs> with the EP coming up, what is it? I mean, what would you say that the EP um, so far showcases about you as a songwriter that it is kind of more that kind of tells your story in that sense? Yeah, I mean, I felt like with Daddy's Medicine, we had to put that song out first because I think it's such a building block, and it's like if you connect with me on the, my deepest level, then you're going to connect with me on the all, the other levels, too, mm. you know? And so, I don't know. I just really felt in my gut that that was what I wanted to do. And so, I put, I mean, it's, people don't do that. They usually wait for, like, 
you know, they put those kind of songs with like a bonus track or whatever on an album. And I was like, let's make a music video about it. And I just thought that so many, so much of that, especially in my life, and I know other people that, you know, have responded to the song the way that they have, um, that subject matter just isn't talked about. And I was so sick of that. And so I was like, you know, it kind of takes the shame and the, you know, the kind of the shock factor and the guilt and all those things out of it when you when you put light to it. And so I was like, I want to just be like, hey, this is me. And then kind of fill in the rest of the spectrum with it. So by no means is the rest of the album going to be a song, you know, an album full of Daddy Venison-like songs. Um, but, I mean, there's really fun and sassy songs, and then there's nostalgic, like, fist bumper like anthems, and, um, you know, a great ballad that is just, you know, a breakup love song that I love. Um, you know, and then there's a fun, like, Kelly Clarkson breakaway kind of feeling song that, um, I, I love that song too. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be just a whole spectrum of brandness. <laughs> nice. No, that, that's great. I mean, that's it's a, a thing. <laughs> yeah, and no, it it definitely sounds like. I mean, it it was very interesting to me that you had started um, with, I, I guess, a song that dealt with a bit of a heavier topic. But I like the way that you explained it because it's. I mean, like you just said, if you can, if you can be with me at the, it's kind of like if you can be with me at the worst moment, you can be with me at, at the best moment. Like you'll be, you'll be okay. You'll be able to deal, um, and, and go with me on this journey, I guess, as you can say, because it sounds like just from what you're telling me, it's like with all the different, with the different kinds of songs that are on it, it's more, it, it almost kind of sounds like a notebook of, um, I guess the the story of your life and just different things like that. Yeah. It really is, and, you know, I think just my journey in Nashville and, uh, you know, just being an artist in general, I have kind of just, I don't know, like, I don't know if sacrifice is the right word, but I've, maybe I have, I've sacrificed, like, what I envisioned for the songs or the production or my career, um, because I thought maybe I didn't know better, or, like, the people around me, like, knew more than I did, of course, and so... I could just, like, sit back and just, you know, not speak my piece or whatever. And so this time I'm like, no, I'm really fighting for, you know, my creative vision with it while still, like, honoring people's opinions and stuff, of course. Um, But, you know, like, I've just heard things like people say, well, who's the producer in the room? And that kind of stuff just doesn't make you feel good when you're doing it. And then when you listen back, you're like, oh, wait, um, listen to this song, but don't listen to, like, this guitar solo because I really hate it you know and I just was so sick of saying that about yeah my music because it's my music you know it came from my car and like my experience and so this time I've been really grateful to work with people that um let me come in and are like hey turn off this mandolin part or you know what if you added a loop here and I mean if they are like that sucks you know, I'm like, well, just try it out. And sometimes it sounds good, sometimes it doesn't, but we always meet in the middle. And, you know, that's been such a really, um, like, eye-opening and just beautiful thing to experience. And I wish I would have done it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I love my own stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. I love it. And I actually got a, um, a message from somebody the other day that's like, why can't I find your own music on iTunes anymore? And... 
that was really just a personal choice because I wanted this music to speak for itself and not that I can't I'm probably going to put that other stuff back up and like you know it's kind of where I was but I just hated that when people google search me or whatever that was the first step they found because it had been out for so long and I wanted this to be you know what they found yeah definitely and I I mean kind of going back on something else that you said about just kind of working with uh, different producers and things like that. It's um, and the way, as opposed to kind of the way that you're doing things now. It's just because the, I think a common misconception that a lot of people have with songwriting is just because there's a big producer attached to something or like the biggest name in the industry, like who, whoever that is to a person. It doesn't necessarily mean that the song is like everything that that artist wanted. They could have just been slapping their name on it just to do what it is it's like it's all it's really about what the artist wants and what they and it's about collaboration more than anything so i think it's cool Absolutely. That you, I, yeah there's like no room for ego in those rooms yeah <laughs> exactly so it's really cool to hear that you're talking about like all, di- the different people that you're collaborating with and doing and and really just kind of messing around and saying okay let's try this let's try this because that's really what songwriting is supposed to be about when you're collaborating and um working with different people yeah it's like i think you just kind of have to you know they say like find your tribe and then you get to do that like from a songwriting standpoint a creative standpoint and a life standpoint um but also to like not put expectations on on it, you know, I mean, some of my best friends are trying to write songs with, and they're amazing people, but the songs don't come out great, because they know each other too well, Yeah, you know, we sit there and gossip or whatever, um, and, and then we're like, oh wait, we're supposed to write a song, uh, and then some of my best friends that we write amazing songs with together, and then we don't, you know, well, when we're in the room, that's what we do, so it just depends on, like, what you want, like, as an artist, I think separating that a bit from, like, your personal life, like, to be like, okay, Bryn Black, the artist, like, sometimes I have to refer to myself as, like, third person, <laughs> like, oh, Bryn this, <laughs> um, <laughs> in order to do it, but, uh, but, yeah, you have to kind of separate, like, so, Bryn, the artist, has to write with this person and this person today, and, you know, because of, like, the end goal and, like, the vision, and, um, I don't know, it took me a long time to figure that out. So I think, I, I didn't know anybody that wrote songs growing up. I mean, I wrote my first song in fifth grade and like out of a dream I had and like just wrote it like walking over the bus stop and I felt so weird. Um, I was like, I felt like a freak in nature or something. I like, wrote it down in my journal and I whisked it out and I threw it under my bed and um, didn't tell anybody about it. And I just like it. I just didn't know anybody that wrote songs. I didn't know where the songs on radio came from. So when I was in Nashville, I just knew that's like where I needed to be. And especially when growing up in the East Coast and I did a lot of theater and stuff and people were like, why wouldn't you want to go and be on Broadway? Like, you love Broadway stuff. I'm like, yeah, but that's not me like, person. And uh, I think I'm going to go to Nashville and do country music. And I didn't know anything about the business or how things work. So I took a lot of that trial and error to kind of get to that point uh, to where I was like intentional about who I had around me and like that being okay with the fact that I don't have to work with like the people that I put on pedestals because, you know, they're just 
may, may not be good fits for me in the music. And that's yeah. okay. And it's so hard as a creative person to not get expectations going into something because everything is so... Um, every, every, you you play everything by ear a lot of the time. And so then when something goes oh. right, you're like, oh my yeah. God, this is perfect. Okay, it's going to go. And then if it works out, great. And if it doesn't, it's like the most crushing blow ever. <laughs> and you have oh. to... Yeah, so it's, it's super difficult. Yeah, and it's like, especially like too with Daddy's Medicine, like... I mean, honestly, like, we got so excited just from, like, the feedback that we had had from well, the video turned out so beautiful, and um, we all just were kind of going around like, whoa, we made this? Like, yeah. <laughs> where did this come from, you know? <laughs> and, because, um, you know, we had, like, low budget, and we were just trying to, like, do the song justice, and we had all these huge ideas, and then the budget didn't fit all of our huge ideas, and I'm so glad because it turned out like way better than we could have ever imagined but but you know with that like and the response we were getting just from like playing it at shows and things that I was like man I want this to go viral and I want this to change the face of addiction and families and blah 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 and you know but that's putting so much pressure on the song you know myself and when I'm like that wasn't really the intention the intention was just like to put this out in the world for like you know, for my story and my purposes, like, whatever happens for that is, like, a blessing, small or big, and um, I think it's almost at, like, 20,000 views, and we have, like, we haven't done any, you know, advertising push or, you know, all that kind of Congratulations. stuff. Congratulations. Like, you know, we've, yeah, thanks, and I mean, I know there's only a huge number and, like, the, the scope of things, but, like, last night we were on the phone for the, the director, and... And I was like, yeah, I think it's like 20,000. He's like, holy crap, that's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. And he was so excited. He's like, really? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and I think just as a new artist without any kind of label or, you know, that kind of stuff, like to get the features we have on it and just people that are open to, especially in country music, um, open to even saying the word like addiction on their websites and things. <laughs> like, yeah. Really, really cool. And, um, I think that, you know, even the, I mean, there's probably been a couple hundred people that have messaged, and like, that's my story, too, and, um, you know, that's been worth it, and, you know, of course, like, me, especially as a woman, and I'm like, I want to change the world, <laughs> I want thousands of people to say that, but, I mean, that's not realistic, and that, you know, as a creative, I think we all have those angles, and we all want that. Um, Absolutely. have that purpose yeah I, I mean was it scary to write a song like Daddy's Medicine or did it feel more did it feel more liberating and therapeutic and more along that line like I, I mean I guess oh I, yeah. yeah totally um, it just came out like honestly I I just gotten done with or I just finished uh, the family program my dad was in rehab for the first time and um I didn't grow up. I grew up with my dad when I was seven, and then my parents divorced, and he lived in Miami. We lived in Virginia, and so then later in life, like, his wife got really sick, and we just kind of reconnected, and we got really close, and then after she passed away, he relapsed, and he had been sober, like, 15 years, I think, and it was really, really ugly, the relapse. I mean, all addiction's ugly, but... 
um, it just was like, whew. Yeah. I mean, took over everybody's lives, and um, and I was like, wait, I just got my dad back. What, what happened? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so he, I went down like that Thanksgiving, and he was like, bring on any help. I want to come up to the place in Nashville. So I had a friend go there uh, the year before, and he's like, you know, I want to go where your friend went. Um, and that way I'll be close to you. Uh, will you help me? And I'm like, yeah, you know. So, and they have a family program, and I went through that four-day program with him, and we had just done so much healing in those four days. And so for the next month after that, I just said, like, I just need to do a lot of solo writing. So for an hour a day, I'm just going to write for myself, like, wherever it comes out. And um, I picked up my phone that day and opened my notes, and it said Daddy's Medicine, and on, like, one of the notes, you know, and I was like, uh, I didn't write that song. I remember if I wrote that song. <laughs> and, uh, I clicked on it, and it was a list of all his medication, because, you know, he had been in and out of the hospital, and I had to, like, have that on me. Um, and I was like, dang it, now I have to write that song. Yeah. Really? <laughs> like, I don't want to do that. And I, I didn't expect to go there tonight. Like, uh. And so it just came out, like, 30 minutes, and, um, but then it became a therapeutic and, like, very liberating, and, I just stared at the paper going like, wow, that wasn't as hard. I could have said that my whole life. Like, yeah, it is. Um, but, uh, and I, I called like my boyfriend and I was like, uh, I was just, like crying and I read him the lyric and he started crying and, um, and but I wasn't in love with like, I was like, I need help with like the chords and I had a co-write of like following week or something. And, um, and I told my, it was like raining outside and, I told my friend Kyle, I was like, so I have this lyric and melody, but I need help with, like, the chords and really take it to the next level. And um, I was like, would you be able to write about this? And she was like, uh, yeah, uh, thanks. <laughs> this is awesome. So he helped me, like, kind of put a bow on it and finish it up. And yeah, it was really a cool process. And um, I cried, like, the first six months I sang it out. <laughs> you know, but yeah. uh, but then it became like much easier, and like now it's like not even really about me when I sing it in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like with a song like that, you you can't you can't help but be emotional, whether it's the whole time you play it or just even for a part of the, or even for like you said it was like the first six months. I mean, it's it's just it's it's a very raw song, and but I mean that um, I'm I'm really happy to hear that it was. A therapeutic process and that it kind of it kind of got you through that moment yeah and it was therapeutic for my family and for my um yeah yeah you know for my dad especially and like even on the day like the video release like um i realized i was like man i didn't really ask for my family's permission like <laughs> um and so i i called my sisters and my mom i was like uh I, does this bother y'all i should have probably <laughs> talked about this with you guys, and they, uh, you know, we watched actually the video, the rough cut on Thanksgiving together, and we all cried in the car. We watched it in <laughs> a parking lot, um, and you know, they loved it. But I never really like we never really unpacked any of that, and so, so, but they all were like, "No, oh my God, Brent, don't ask our permission. Like, you have to do what you have to do. Like, we're glad, and you know." you know at least you're doing it and putting it out there like so we don't have to <laughs> absolutely um no that uh, that's... that was really cool because a lot of people's families i think would might not feel the same way so i'm really grateful to them and 
They're yeah. so proud. And my mom called. She's like, okay, how many people have seen it? Like, I'm so excited. Have you gotten feedback? Tell me about it. And, That's so great. You know, yeah. And my dad texted me uh, the other day. He had been in Austin recently, and so I don't think he had even seen it until after it came out. And, um, I mean, he knew I had shot the video and sent his friends, like, an email and stuff with, like, a picture from the video. It's like, my daughter just shot my music video today. He goes, like, our music video. Which <laughs> <laughs> is hilarious and weird, but it's what it is, what it is. And, um, <laughs> and he's like, um, he was like, Brittany, I just watched it, and I'm so proud of you, and it's beautiful, and I just, I, I hope that, you know, it saves a lot of families from kind of not talking about things like we did and definitely so, really I hope cool. I hope so too that was that's a wonderful story and it's a wonderful accompaniment to <laughs> to the song itself as as I guess kind of a kind of a behind the scenes like a story of what happened both before and after um so um we're we're almost yeah, like healing possible. <laughs> yeah yeah um, we're almost at the end of this, but uh, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you. It's it's been really wonderful to talk with you about uh, songwriting and about just your entire process behind this. But um, uh, lastly, I I close every interview I do with this question as a way to kind of round things out, and I give the preface because it's a really broad question. But um, what does music mean to you? Oh, that's such a good question. I love that you closed that out. It's awesome. Um, I know music's like my best friend. Um, it really has been a friend to me. I was terrible when I say this for me, but um, <laughs> when like, you know, through every aspect of my life, like it allowed me to like feel comfortable on stage before I can really even talk and like emote myself. Um, and it has always just been there with me. It's been there with me in my church and made me feel comfortable there and expressing myself you know, through my faith and learning more about my faith, and then it's been my best friend when I, you know, moved uh, across the country and didn't really know what was going on with my family and had no friends, and for six months I was just, like, locking myself in my room and just listening to music, and um, it was my best friend when I wrote my first song, and I felt weird, but it was like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do, and moving to Nashville, and it's just, it's always been there for me, and um, so I think that that it's my best friend it's my spiritual outlet it's like my um my guide in a way so i would just be i don't even know who i'd be without music <laughs> it's just so immersed in my dna um so i don't know if that answers your question no it's perfect that's um, absolutely perfect yeah um perfect and uh lastly where can people find you online well, if you, you can just Google search my name and spell it wrong, you can find me. Because <laughs> Brynn is weird. It's B R I N N Black, B L A C K. And I'm on all the social things and uh, website and Facebook and, um, or I said social, yeah, Facebook and Snapchat. I really am getting to love Snapchat. It's super fun. Um, and yeah, all the things. Awesome. Perfect. Brent, it was such a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm looking forward to having everybody check this out. Thanks. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. No worries. All right. Have a great songwriting session and uh, we'll send this over when it's ready to go. Thanks. I will. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye. Bye.